You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 31. Today, we're talking about how to simplify your social media so it doesn't take over your life and it fills your funnel. Welcome to The Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello and welcome to the show today. I am really excited for our show, our topic, and our guest today, Mary Baird Wilcock, CSEP. So Mary has one big goal with her company. It's to help people simplify their lives. She has over 15 years of experience in events management and has coached creative entrepreneurs on how to simplify and optimize the operations side of their business, including sales, how to hire a super team you can trust, and how to do less to accomplish more. Mary is the host of the Simplifiers podcast, where she takes topics in business and in life and simplifies them. Her podcast has a listener base in 21 countries around the world and is rapidly growing. As an international public speaker who's been published in Forbes magazine, the Huffington Post, and featured as one of the top 25 young event pros to watch by Special Events Magazine, Mary is also on a mission to share the gospel of what a Texas breakfast taco is all about. I've seen Mary do some really smart and savvy things with her social media, which is why I asked her to come on as a guest and share how she takes this really overwhelming and constantly changing social media landscape and distills it down into a client attracting platform that truly works for her business in a way that is not overwhelming at all. Mary is breaking it down today with some great stories and examples. So let's dive into the interview. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I would love it if you would just give us a little bit of a background about how you got to this point in your business. Because I know you've been an entrepreneur for a while. Yeah, so I started the Simplifiers way, way, way back when in 2003. Um, so back then, uh, we started the company in Austin, Texas, and uh, it was strictly an events management firm. So we produced large-scale events for corporate clients like Facebook and Google and Microsoft and all sorts. We produced weddings of all shapes and sizes, and we were really known in the marketplace um, for specializing in non-traditional traditional events uh, and being an undercover superhero for people on their very big day. Um, so yeah, when you start a business way back when, I mean, oh my God, Michelle, if you saw my first website, you would cringe. <laughs> well, okay. 2003 was like the old, oh, right? Oh, it was bad. 
But, you know, it was what we had to work with back then, right? Um, but, you know, as we go along in our business every single day, I like to say the website is a, a never a finished product. It always gets better and better every single day, right? But every element of your business does that as well. You know, we, we are fined and changed. And uh, eventually, fast forward to uh, 2014, I moved over to the UK uh, and I brought my business over with me and th that was an opportunity for us to pivot the company slightly and we then moved into B2B, uh, mentoring other events professionals all over the world um, with our masterminds and online coaching and then now later, hello 2018, we have launched the Simplifiers podcast and we've also pivoted our target audience ever so slightly again and say, well, you know, we're here to simplify small business strategy for female creatives all over the world. And that my friend has gone gangbusters, which is exciting. Well, yeah, because entrepreneurs, I mean, we face so many choices just day in and day out. Where do I focus? What should my customer be? What should oh my, my offer be? Well, you know, should I invest in this? Like there's just like a hundred choices that we have to face before we even I don't know, get through hour one of our day, right? Yeah. I mean, this is the reality of living in an Amazon Prime life, right? <laughs> Where everything is all available immediately, you know, in this instant gratification kind of world, right? And what happens is that um, as an entrepreneur, you are inundated with so many things that you could, or I dare say should be doing. But when you start to chase after all the shoulds, you, you find yourself shooting all over yourself, right? Like you can't do that. So, and that's what happens is that I think a lot of times, and, and I think why our podcast is starting to get such um, great traction is people are like, enough, enough. Like I'm overwhelmed with all the options, all the choices in my life. I just want to simplify. Yeah. And I know, I mean, today we're going to specifically talk about social media because mm -hmm. that is a place where overwhelm can just take over because we see people get, you know, they talk about these huge wins that they're having and we're like, Oh my gosh, I should be doing that. And then we see somebody else talk about this huge win they're having over here on this other platform. They're like, Oh my gosh, I need to be doing that too. I'm losing out. And pretty soon it's like we're on, you know, four or five different platforms and we're not doing any of them well because we don't want to miss out on anything. And we're overwhelmed, right? Without a doubt. Yeah. And that, I mean, that is, I'd say anybody that's listening to your podcast right now is going, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so talk to me about the overwhelm because I would really love for you to, I mean, I know what it feels like for me, but I would love for you to maybe illustrate that with a story or two that you've seen from clients that you've worked with, or maybe that you've gone through yourself. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, um, being a simplifier and calling your company the simplifiers, the, the, the horrible irony of it all is that your life becomes incredibly complex. <laughs> and, you know, I want to be the very first to say out, like, I am not um, a Zen master sitting on top of a mountain and have figured everything out either. Like, I am just in the journey alongside you guys as well in figuring out how to overcome the overwhelm. And when I started to make that really my company and my core for purpose in how we serve others, you know, I start to pick up tricks and, and things that I've learned along the way also. But I'll be the first to admit, sometimes I find myself so addicted to my phone. So much so, a while back, I downloaded the app Moment, um, which I 
highly recommend anybody that's listening to download this app immediately. And here is why. Moment is going to give you the absolute slap across the face of realizing how many times you actually pick up your phone in any given day because it tracks your whole usage. Every single app that you're on, how many times you pick it up, how many uh, hours you're on your phone. And let me tell you, Michelle, like the first couple of weeks that I had Moment tracking my, my, <laughs> my use of my phone was shocking. Like it gives you this little like chart that says you picked up your phone 40 times today or you have been on your phone for 29% of your waking life today. And that's just my phone, like not even including my time on my laptop or on my iPad or anything else. Mm. So I was starting to average like six, seven hours on my phone. And, you know, out of that, uh, a big chunk of time was going towards Facebook and a big chunk of time was going to Instagram. And those were my top two, um, notoriously day after day until I started to go, oh, wow, there's a problem here. Because let's just face it, friends, um, fans, followers, likes, and retweets do not equal cash and bank. <laughs> Let, I mean, let's just put a giant exclamation point after that. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I think what we do as small business owners and, you know, solopreneurs that are out there listening to it and you're going like, girl, I, I don't have any money to spend on a major marketing campaign. I get it. I totally get it. So you trade time instead of money right now to put the graft and the effort into your social media. But at some point you have to stop and go, pause. Is this actually equating to cash in bank? Uh -huh. I have I have stories from clients who, you know, when I talk to them about their social media use and um, why is it not working? Why are we not getting the results we want? I say, okay, well, let's talk about how many hours are you spending a day on your various social media channels, either personally or professionally? And you know what that they say? They say, oh, well, probably it's about this much or this much. And then I say, okay, okay, download the app and actually see how much time because you are grossly underestimating how many times you actually pick up your phone. And so much so when I started to track my own time and see, moment doesn't lie, right? <laughs> it tells me the truth. And I'm like, oh, geez. Um, what's nice about that is it reminds me uh, you know, when I have a really bad day where I'm way out of, out of um, alignment with what's my true, you know, purpose and values, um, then I go, okay, well, today I'm going to be less on my phone. And it helps you course correct right there in that instance. But you know what? It's funny. I, um, I took a, a lunch break a, a few months ago and I said, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone at the office and I'm going to go out into the sunshine <laughs> and get lunch and, and like go and, you know, be away from my phone for 45 minutes. Michelle, I seriously started having heart palpitations. Yeah. Like I was just like, what if my husband needs to contact me? What if something happens at the school? What yep. if somebody can't get a hold of me? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And it was like, oh my gosh, like, Really, that is that it just it was again a wake up call of like, hang on now, <laughs> you know, how addicted are we to our phones, and is this healthy? And the answer is no, it's not. Well, and the thing is, and I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but when we start to feel so overwhelmed and like we can't make the traction forward like we want to, mm -hmm. and you know, we have these truth tellers like the app moment that reflect back to us, okay, 
maybe you're not quite as busy as you think you are. You're just kind of stuffing your time mm -hmm. with stuff that's not actually, you know, accruing to what you really want. Right. So, and what, what I think yeah. is underneath all of that, like if we mm -hmm. peel the onion back another layer and another layer below it, I think what's really underneath this is this sort of feeling of insecurity and mm. not enough. Like yes. I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I'm not being enough for my clients. I'm not putting myself out there enough. And there's just this feeling of, of not enough. And that's what drives you. It's fear, really. It's bottom line. And the core, core, core of all of this is fear. And so then we go, oh, well, you know, this person's doing this on Instagram or this person's doing this on Facebook or I should be doing webinars and I should be doing ba 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 And then you go, oh, well, maybe one more post. Uh, or maybe if I just do this one little bit. And what I actually find with social media, now, by the way, just spoiler alert, I am not anti-social media. I am everywhere on social media myself, but I am very much pro-smart social media. So we'll talk about practical tips on how to be super smart and super simplified in your, your, your social media strategies in a bit. But yeah, like I think it's, it's coming down to the core of understanding um, that you are enough, A. Mm. And then B, you are doing enough. Um, but then C, like there are other tasks that I call higher yielding tasks that will actually get you cash in bank that are not necessarily social media, not necessarily um, posting things online. So yeah, but we'll definitely go into that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to that. Uh, but I think that having this initial conversation of almost like diagnosing, okay, what's really happening here? Because I would agree. I mean, the times where I've um, gotten sucked into that FOMO, that fear of missing out, that, oh my gosh, everybody else is doing this. I'm not. So I go back to when, um, when live streaming first hit the scene, right? And everybody was on it. And I just wasn't into it at that point. Uh, and I'm not talking about Facebook lives. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, even before that. Yeah. And I, and everybody started saying like, if you're not here, you're missing out. Like your, your business is going to die if you're not doing blabs or if you're not doing, you know, whatever. Um, and I remember like I was almost paralyzed and I started to feel like, my business is going to die if I don't force myself to do this. But then when I would force myself to do it, it wasn't in, a, I wasn't in alignment. So, mm -hmm. it, so the energy was wrong and what I was putting out there was weird and not, it just wasn't right. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's kind of what you're talking about as well of, of really getting clear on what you're trying to do. Yeah. And you know, it's funny to say this, but, uh, tradesmen, plumbers, <laughs> builders, they are very rarely on social media and they are some of the most billed and making so much bank and cash, you know, uh, trades out there. So I think it's interesting to just kind of stop and pause and go, hang on. You know, there are, are companies out there that actually don't use social media at all and are fully booked. And how is it that that works? And what is at the core of that um, is those people may actually be better at in real life connections and networking and creating partnerships and opportunities and closing sales deals. So I like to think of social media personally as the vehicle by which that helps you 
gain those in real life connections, right? It's just the vehicle. It's not the end game. That's without a doubt. Um, so yeah, and I think that um, our, our, the way we approach social media um, has to change in, in order for it to be healthier for us. I mean, you know, so that I think right now in the, the age of, of noise and notifications and bings and pings and blah, 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 and not to mention all the things that are happening in current events and politics. I mean, it is, life is very overwhelming and the anxiety levels are rising, 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 right? That I think that we as a collective um, are almost hitting our breaking point if we don't change something and change it fast. Mm -hmm. So what I encourage people to do is really take an honest assessment of how addicted to your phone you may be. Um, and, you know, then I challenge you guys, everyone that's listening right now, to take a digital detox. And that may literally be for the very first time to go have lunch by yourself with or without your phone. <laughs> I say by yourself. You could have lunch with people, but <laughs> without your phone. And, you know, if that's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever. Like the phone is not physically with you and see what it feels like. See what comes up for you. Um, and it may be a very telling moment for you. Mm, yeah, for sure. Just mm -hmm. like what are the fears of even yeah. walking away from your office or your home or whatever about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, it's okay to, to unplug every now and again, right? I, the, the sun was shining in Nottingham, England today, which is a very rare treat in the spring. Let me just be real here. Um, so I got outside and got in the sunshine without my phone and it was great, you know, and that these need these moments every now and again to reset and recharge. Mm, it must be a thing today. The sun's shining in Seattle, Washington, same thing. Oh in yes. the spring, it doesn't happen very <laughs> often. We have lots of rain. If you live in Seattle, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, if the sun's shining, you have to, like, be like, get outside immediately. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, okay. So, you've challenged us to take a little detox from our phone, even if it's just for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and so, is that, like, step one in, 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 stepping away from letting social media rot in us or how do we how do we get to a place where we're more mindful of how we let how we run our social media for our business yeah absolutely step one is uh to download the the moment app and track your your usage step two take a digital detox even if it's for one day um or sorry one uh lunch break 30 minutes an hour whatever see how you feel afterwards maybe journal your feelings like talk about what did it physically feel like in your body what did it seem like in your in your mental space how did it um what bubbled up for you um and then you know i think step three after that is starting to assess what your efforts are on social media currently. Like if you had to make a list and say, okay, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Pinterest, whatever you're using, right? Um, and assess, how am I doing? Like really, how am I doing? You know, not how many followers do I have, but how do I think I'm doing scale of one to 10, one being crap, 10 being I'm killing it um, on each of those platforms and just do a little bit of a self-assessment, um, you know, and your, your framework to gauge always, in my opinion, is not about how many followers you have, but how many people 
go from being a follower or engaged on your product to, or on your social media channel to actually opting into your email freebie or, you know, better yet, cashing in and buying a product on your website, like true cash in bank. So is this is this strategy you're using currently on Facebook working or not, right? And so take an assessment there. And then what I like to recommend as step four after that is in, in simplifying your social is to just laser focus in. So I believe, especially for your solopreneurs that are listening to this podcast, you cannot do all of it and do it well. Like you can sort of do all of it and kind of do uh, everything a bit below average or mediocre. But what if, what if the next 30 days you focus on one of your social media accounts and you knock it out of the park with that one, right? And just put a lot of your energy there. And I dare say you may be even like, let's say Twitter is not your space and your people are on Instagram. Maybe all of your other channels, you just say, hey, you know what? I'm running a crazy experiment for the next 30 days. I'm just going to be over on Instagram. So find me over there and put that as your pin post at the top of Twitter and on Facebook or wherever, right? And see what happens. And you may find that the weight that you're putting on your shoulders by trying to be everywhere all the time and feeding the machine and all the overwhelm that comes with it, that by giving yourself this permission to just focus on one of your platforms for 30 days, see what it feels like. See if you're more productive. See if you get better engagement. Uh, I definitely encourage you guys to, to try that challenge as the next step after it. Mm, that sounds really interesting. Have you done that where you've done a really focused challenge on one platform? Yes. And, you know, I, I tell you, like, when I find that I'm focusing on what I call the higher yielding tasks, I, you get so much more out of what you're doing on social media, without a doubt. So in the month of May um, in 2018, we are doing this exact challenge here for ourselves. So you'll see our, our team really focusing a lot of effort on Instagram and not so much on everything else. So yeah, definitely go back and look and see how we've done that. I love it. All right. So uh, can you just give us a couple examples of how you've gotten more out of social media? And so you told us, you know, we could, we could try to hone in and focus. Like that's one thing that we could do, but do you have any more examples about how we could get more out of social media aside from just like that one challenge? Yeah. So again, think about social media as a whole, as your vehicle, right? It's not the end game. It's just the vehicle getting you from point A to point B. So a couple of stories to come up. Um, so with the Simplifiers podcast, um, we are, you know, in our infancy stage of it all, but, you know, things are really going gangbusters on the podcast, which is so great. Um, when we knew we were close to hitting our first thousand downloads on the podcast, um, we really wanted to celebrate. And, you know, it's so funny. My editor, Editor Susan, uh, she happened to ping me and say, Hey, Mary, we're about to hit the thousand mark. I had, it wasn't even on my radar. I just, I was like, Oh, amazing. Great. Uh, and so, you know, immediately I thought, you know what? This is worth broadcasting. This is worth putting out into the world. So very haphazardly, and if I was very um, with it and together, I would said, oh, yes, of course, I've strategically planned this for weeks in advance. No, I, I literally just like, right, okay, let's tell the world about this and let's celebrate this amazing moment. So I popped on to Facebook Live on our business Facebook page for the Simplifiers. And, um, you know, again, if I had done it over again, I probably would have 
put something in there that said, oh, this, this live call is happening in 30 minutes, bookmark it and, you know, pop up a notification. Um, so if anybody that's listening to this, do something like that, do one of those kind of um, to tease people and let them know that you're coming on at a specific time. But then I got on and I just said, you know what, we're hitting a, a great milestone in our business. We're about to hit a thousand downloads and I want to do it on this call live with you guys. And so I was literally on the Facebook live call with people going, okay, we're, we're at 989. Oh, we're 990 now. We're at nine because I've got the, the stats on the background and I've got that open and can see it. And also, you know, as I'm having this conversation, people are getting excited, right? And then they started to share it with their friends. And then also I thought, well, you know, it'd be great. One of my dear, dear, dear mentors and somebody who's influenced my business significantly is Danielle Laporte. And so I said, well, why don't I give away uh, one of my favorite Danielle Laporte books, the Firestarter Sessions on this Facebook Live call as well the book costs maybe $20, right? To send via Amazon. This doesn't cost a lot of money, which it resulted in thousands. I'm telling you, thousands of impressions, views of the video I was doing, as well as, um, yeah, we hit our, our thousand download mark on the podcast very easily. We actually zoom past that way faster. And so it's funny, like this is the thing that there's ways to use social media strategically and for that higher yielding task, then just sort of pushing out another automated post that hasn't, doesn't have any life in it. That just feels like fluff that is feeding the machine. Do you know what I mean? I love it. I, yeah. And when I saw you do that, I was like, gosh, that's so smart. Cause I went past my thousand and I didn't even tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was and you like, know. Oh my gosh, that was such a smart thing to do. Oh, well, that's, that's it. That, you know, when you are a, a small business owner, there's all these milestones that happen in your business and you just like, they just pass you by and you're like, oh, well, that's not news or nobody cares about this. But actually, I'm willing to bet people do. So I also got recent, recently got published in Forbes magazine and, um, you know, God, by, by happenstance, a magic, my, they used my photo as the title photo of the entire article. And it was like, um, featuring five different entrepreneurs and their journey from becoming a fledgling startup to being a powerhouse CEO. So that got published and I was like, Oh wow, I want to tell the world about this as well. So, you know, we throw that out onto our Facebook business page. And within 24 hours, 4,500 people saw this Facebook post mm. and shared it far and wide. And one of the things that I did, again, focusing on the higher yielding tasks with social media is when I started to notice people were sharing it, I made sure I went and engaged with them with comments or gifs or thank yous or just, you know, saying hello and thank you. And I'm, thank you for cheering me on. And when you do that on every single time, every somebody um, shares that post, again, it bumps up the engagement on those posts and people reply back. And, you know, I, I'm, I, my company is very playful and fun and, and, you know, that's just how we roll because that's just part of our brand. So using GIFs, um, you know, and that are silly and ridiculous as a way to, to comment back, it, I think it just makes it more engaging for people. That's how you use social media, not just copying, um, you know, some dry, boring sales copy or some article that you think would be good, but no one's clicking on. Yeah, no, and two really, really smart things to do. Um, and I think, I, I think I should be able to link to both of those. So I'll link to those in today's show notes so that people can see 
the uh, Facebook Live because it's still on your Facebook. Yes, page, right. Absolutely. Uh, so I can link to that, and then I can link to the uh, post that you did on your Facebook page for the Forbes magazine article because you not only one thing that I thought was really smart about that post that you did is you not only shared that you were featured, but you shared a hot tip. Yes. Yeah. And actually that's a, thank you for bringing that up. So, um, when we shared the, the, that we got published in Forbes magazine, we also shared in very specific, um, private Facebook groups that we're part of. So you and I are part of mm. uh, Marie okay. Forleo's B school. And we also, um, you know, we shared, um, our top tips of how did we get this feature in the first place? Like what was our PR strategy for it? And so we shared our, our six simple tips of how we did this. And we, we shared that, that bit of text in some very specific Facebook groups. Um, and also inside our, uh, super insiders, private Facebook group for the simplifiers podcast, um, just to say the behind the scenes, like, okay, well, so we got published in Forbes, but here's how we actually did it. And, you know, side note, here's the secret on that. Um, if you want me to share this real quick, sure. um, it's all about uh, a strategy that we learned from a PR coach named Janet Murray in the UK. She's absolutely genius. Uh, she has a podcast called Soulful PR. And um, yeah, so she taught us the strategy of what you do, simply spend five to 10 minutes every morning in Twitter and you search the hashtag journal request. And when you, they mainly UK journalists use this, but some US ones do as well. Um, and so you search the hashtag journal request and that's where journalists are actually searching for um, either people or experts or a, you know, a, a, a bit to put in their article that they're writing right now. Now, nine times out of 10, whatever you find out there on journal request is probably not a fit for you. Like somebody trying to find a, a veterinary assistant to talk about blah, blah, blah. But in those moments where it's not a match for what your business does, or maybe where your zone of genius is, the secret is you connect that journalist with somebody in your network and you say, Hey, have you met blah, blah, blah. And you tweet them and you, uh, you tag that person and that person, and you put them together. So you're sort of throwing good karma out in the world by bringing the journalist with that person and everybody's feeling happy fuzzies um, because, wow, Mary from the Simplifiers made this happen. Thank you for making my life simple. Hey, no problem, right? <laughs> nice. So you're, you're doing this kind of, you know, uh, what I call super connecting um, on Twitter by helping uh, journalists out. Well, the journalists start to realize, oh, wow, that Mary girl, she's really helpful. You know, you start following and, and uh, engaging with their stuff. So that the next time they put something out for journal requests uh, using the hashtag and it is a jackpot match for you, then of course you, you pitch it and you know, when you pitch it back to them in an email or whatever, keep your pitch to like three to four sentences tops and say, Hey, I saw that you had, um, you're looking to, uh, find somebody to be an expert on an article about whatever, you know, I do, but, 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 I know this and I could help with, but, 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 um, if this sounds of interest, yeah, let's, let's chat. And, you know, with that, you, you throw those things out. But the secret that also people fail to do when they pitch journalists like this is they forget to follow up. 
And that's like 99% of the, the work is that journalists are working really, really fast. They're working under deadline. And, you know, you simply following up via email and nudging them every now and again, hey, I sent you that thing. Are you still needing an expert? Or, hey, um, when is this article getting published? You know, don't be scared to follow up with journalists because nine times out of 10, they're just either really, really busy and they saw your email in their inbox, but they just never got around to responding. And yeah, and that's it. So, you know, we do a lot of pitching out to journalists and PR. And I tell you, like, maybe we have about a 10% success rate. So, you know, out of 20 pitches, two will pick them up. But the ones that pick us up are, you know, jackpot ones like the, the Forbes magazine. Yeah. I mean, you're featured in Forbes and 4,500 people saw your post. In 24 hours. Like yeah. that's just the first 24 hours. So yeah, that is what I call a high yielding task. Do those things. Well, and that's only the people who saw the post that you saw. Like you yes. don't know how many people read the Forbes article. Right. Exactly. And the Forbes article hyperlinks back to our website, which theoretically, you know, at one, two click, they can get to the podcast, they can get to our products, all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that really help boost your exposure out into the world. Yeah. Okay. So you, so what I love about your approach is being really, really, really clear on where you're going to put your energy and your focus to get in front of the right people because, you know, I always think about social media as really putting that net out there to find the right people to get into your marketing funnel. So you're being really clear on where am I going to put my time so that, you know, I have these high yielding tasks that are getting the right people to my marketing funnel so that I can get them to the end goal of whatever yeah. that end goal is, a call, uh, get them to a sales page, get them on a webinar, get them to an event, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just love, you have such great depth and breadth in your business. And I just love to throw it out there for any last thoughts that you have on really using social media smartly. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, anything that you want to leave the, the listeners with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple of things. One, social media, uh, I feel, is sort of like having ADD, right? Um, and you are everywhere and nowhere at the same time sometimes. So if you take ADD and break that down, I think you need to focus on either automate, A, delegate, D, or ditch. Like that's all when you ever look at, at what your social media efforts are. Can you automate this? Can you delegate it to somebody else? Or can you ditch it. That's a huge framework that helps me simplify when I'm looking at how I use social media and how I use it smart. Um, another thing is we have a online course called Simplify My Social. And really, this is where we go deep dive into a lot of the principles we talked about today and a heck of a lot more on really how to focus in, laser focus in on those high yielding tasks um, in social media and use it to convert people into um, actual cash in the bank. So definitely want to check that out to help you kind of pull yourself away from that kind of dopamine addiction level size of, of how we approach our phone and how we approach social media as well. But, you know, bottom line is this, uh, and we said at the, the top of the episode, and it's worth repeating, a like 
does not equal a business. Cash in, in the bank equals a thriving business. So we really, you know, want to help you simplify and take back control of your life. And this is so important. Um, if you are feeling yourself at kind of like breaking point, anxiety level, nervousness um, when it comes to social media or just over it. Like I think a lot of people are just like, I am done with this. It's not working. Then, you know, that's where you, you have to do the simple practical tips to um, detox and to get yourself off of that, that never ending hamster wheel and, you know, start working towards what actually is helping you. And again, the end game in my book, when it comes to social media the end game is meeting people in real life, cultivating real relationships and opportunities with vendor partners, what have you, and becoming a magnet to your ultimate ideal client so that they want to buy from you. Bottom line. So true. Absolutely true. Well, thank you so much, Mary. It's been great to have this conversation with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Mary, so much for coming on and sharing your valuable tips, stories, and insights into social media with all of us. It's such a great way to fill our marketing funnels and attract a new audience in a way that feels really natural and fun. Okay, if you want to check out Mary's course, her podcast, or just what she's up to in social media and in her business, head on over to today's show notes at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 31. That's just the number three one. And I will link up to all of it. And want to know which marketing funnel is right for you and your business? I've created a totally free and easy quiz to help you figure that out. Head on over to today's show notes at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 31. And in less than five minutes, you will know exactly which funnel is right for you. I look forward to seeing you next week on The Marketing Funnel Show. Talk then. Bye. 